Hello, welcome to another episode of Adventures in Customer Service. Today I got Nathan Rogers with me, a friend from college. So with that being said, it's going to be a lot of music talk. So if you're not into that, you might want to skip forward through some parts. But otherwise, I hope you guys enjoy. Right, yeah. dude. Oh, man. Another fucking beautiful day in Canton, right? Nice and rainy. Yeah, I love yeah, it. It's it great. is what it is. But Oh, shit, man. Anything new going on with you? Not really. Just been really busy this week traveling a lot um yeah day off tomorrow that's gonna be nice i'm excited go. to not do anything anything at all. you're not gonna know Nothing. what to do with yourself i know it probably lasts like two hours and i'm like let me go edit something there's <laughs> something that could be done well i told you about that bass or did you know that i bought a bass guitar no i know you were talking about it yeah i finally bit the bullet and got one so i've been learning shit so i could nice. play like uh Play that funky music. I got that one. Down. What'd, you, what'd you get? Ibanez something or other. Ibanez uh, it's something. Like two hundred bucks. Like it was like I forget. <laughs> That's cool though. It's something decent, fun just to learn on. Decent and... little four string. I learned that one by the Gorillas. The dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Uh, feel good. Feel oh good. okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was say, what song's that? But I got <laughs> yeah, it. I know it doesn't really make sense. Um, you're fucking doing. next up, uh, Seven Nation Army. Oh, I've been working on that, that one, but that fucking top string, that G string, rings out. I gotta fucking learn how to. You gotta mute everything. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> what you learned? I was like, God damn. That's that's <laughs> half of your job is keeping all the yeah. noise. I've been learning out. a lot of that, but yeah, I'm like, I'll be like, I'm doing pretty good. And then the other day, I watched like a playthrough, like oh, like Dig by Mudvayne playthrough. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like holy I shit. can I can yeah. fake my way through yeah. bass, but like I'm definitely not a bass player. Well, I don't really know the fretboard, so I finally figured out okay, between seven and nine, so eight is C. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> like I was starting to wear my box patterns and shit. Or if you go down to the A string, it's gonna be three. Yeah, yeah. That so. same C, which is really weird because you're like, what the hell? I got yeah, the same so note twice. All the relationships and stuff, how it works out. I'm still figuring it out. But like I said, having a basic music knowledge works out. But Bass is fun. Yeah, but fuck it. That's enough of that shit. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Customer Service. Today with me, the wonderful Nathan Rogers. New time to the fucking podcast. It's Happy exciting. to be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So usually the way I like to start these things out is, um, well, you know, to get started, everybody knows, but unless you're new and uninitiated, this is a podcast where we talk about our customer service stories in the past, past jobs we had, and, you know, the wildest kind of wackiest stories we have from those times. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. So with that being said, Nate, kind of made me a brief run through of your work history. So my very first job was terrible. It was KFC and Taco Bell in the same building. Oh, one of those combined ones? Yeah, Hell so you yeah. had to do like both things and I don't think I ever learned like one job properly. Because <laughs> you just learned half of two jobs. Yeah, because it's like the, <laughs> yeah. the first day there, I'm like learning, you know, I'm just like putting the little, I forget, like the snackers or whatever they call yeah, them. Yeah, the shit. Yeah. Putting those just on buns and then you have to learn how to make all the Taco Bell stuff, which I don't know. I, I was what, probably like 15, 16 at that point. First job ever. Yeah. Manager was awful. I just oh, absolutely classic. hated it. Yeah. So I only lasted there for like a month or maybe two probably. Oh, uh, man. So you don't know all the nitty gritties. I was going to ask like in a restaurant like that, um, can I like, be like, hey, man, make me a soft taco. We'll put some of that KFC chicken on there. Could you do that? Like, I would do that when we closed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I never had a customer request to do it, but yeah. probably not because I don't know how you would ring that up. Right. There's got to be like a secret. And of course, they're though. trying yeah. to like track inventory. Yeah. And, like and you're supposed to put an ounce on this and yeah. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But after closing, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take the Chalupa shells. Throw some mashed potatoes on it. Fuck yeah. The KFC yeah. chicken. Like that sounds so good. That was That's what I that was the only good part was you right. can take the best of both and put them together. So you made your own KFC. Yeah, taco. especially if you're a young stoner at the time. I don't know. Not <laughs> what yet. Your history was yeah. not. No. Yeah, I no. didn't smoke in high school either. I didn't start till I was like eighteen or nineteen or something. Say, probably around the same part, but at fifteen yeah. now. Yeah, you're just hungry though. <laughs> right. It was so, yeah. closing time. Yeah. You have the leftovers. It's going to get thrown away. Fuck it. Chalupa yeah. shells are awesome. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, what after that? From there, I moved into the grocery store world. Mm. Marks. I was going to say, you care to say which one? 
So if anyone is unfamiliar with Mark's, it's like a discount grocery store. Yeah. But it's really weird because they have what they call the closeout section, which is like you can get anything from loose pens to a tiki bar to little ceramic angels to... I don't know. It's like they they took the stuff that fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. And then put it in one section, but for like dirt cheap. And yeah. then the rest of it was just a normal grocery store. Yeah. I remember we used to go to Mark's. There's one by my house. And I lived in Perry. My parents used to go all the time. And yeah, it's like they just have sections with like Halloween decorations and shit. We're like, where did they yep. get this from? And then <laughs> like, like every week, you know, you would yeah. go in and I'm like, oh, now we have. 10-foot inflatable Santa Claus, I guess. Cool. Yeah. And then the next week, like I said, like, cool, here's a tiki bar for your backyard. And yeah, it it, it was so weird. Not just did, the things they, they had. Did the marks that you worked at have a magazine rack? Yes. Yeah, because I was a kid. I used to go in there. And that's when you're like in eighth grade and have nothing better to do. And I just go in and like check out the magazines. Stuff like read like cracked and fucking mad magazine mm. <laughs> shit while I'm waiting on my mom. Right. And I, I always remember... go and look up all your Pokemon card values and stuff in <laughs> yeah. those different books. Game oh, facts. yeah. Well, and I brought up before on the podcast too, but um, at Circle K, we had a magazine rack and these have like smooth and like ebony and stuff like that. Oh. And there's just magazines like dedicated to like Latina and black chicks with big old butts. And say the, <laughs> yeah. the adult magazine section. Mark's, uh, they didn't have like penthouse and stuff. I don't think did they? if they did, those would have been like behind customer behind service, but I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I don't think but so. But those either. were like someone else would come in stock. Those, those were not like, like a vendor our job. Yeah. 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 So we didn't old ones. touch those, but, and then they'd yeah. have your, your knockoff, like mid forties housewife book of the week. You know, the oh, yeah. romance novels and stuff. Oh yeah. Dude, my grandma know. used to have all, I don't know those. if anyone ever bought those but. oh people buy them dude my grandma used to go to like yard sales and shit and buy them. you know the ones with like the half naked guy holding a yeah. chick in his arms yeah like, so like all the books that are, like the ones on my mom's bookshelf growing <laughs> up i'm like who yeah. reads all of these oh those sell good man yeah but, and like i don't know if, have you ever actually tried reading through any of those god no dude i had one night at some of grandma's house and like we're just like i was like flipping through like i know there's some saucy shit in here like dude they're fucking pretty pornographic like this is like this is pre 50 shades too <laughs> yeah so we're talking this is like 2006 through like nine probably yeah so I know we had like a, a a saucy romance novel boom when the Grey's books came out. Those were all the rage. Yeah, but that shit's been happening forever because I was maybe like 12, 13. I was looking through my grandma's. So I don't know, do the math. That was like 2004 or something like that. And yeah, like you find some things that's like, you know, like the sun like glistened off of her bosoming breast. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like it's pretty pornographic. Yeah. But you had to use your imagination. Right. Yeah, I guess that's There's no pictures, which is probably probably for the better. Yeah. But except for that cover art. But yeah. That's yeah. all you need. But. Um and there's always some uh some Fabio looking guy too on the oh, cover oh, with his long flowing hair in the wind and right. you know, like on the back of a horse or something with his always his mistress. Yeah. Or at least that's what I remember my mom having. Oh yeah, definitely. So uh, let's see. So Mark's, uh, what else after Mark's? So after Mark's, I left for college for a while, didn't have a job, um, moved and then came back. And then I went back to Mark's after that and I moved back home, started college here and then had on campus jobs. Okay. Um, one was in the music department. So I would like show the guests that would come perform around you show them like here's our stage uh running to get things picking them up from the airport sometimes they would fly in you know stocking up waters i don't think i realized you worked for the school at any point because uh the yep. people that don't know nate and i went to school together when we were doing our i guess it's music technology it's what they call it yeah whatever um, music production because I worked for the school, too. I was a tutor. I didn't you know, do, like, I didn't run the sound or anything for the performances. Mm -hmm. Usually, I was the guy working the light switch. There you go. 
Hey, that's an so, important job. If you're not paying attention, man. I would just yeah. sit at the back and when the performer came out, I would dim the lights and then they yeah. were done. I would raise the lights. Yeah, man. College money at work right there. Yeah. Um, I didn't touch a mixer once. I don't think I set up any mics or anything. I just ran cables and moved stands around and did that. Um, at the same time, I was working in network services. Okay. So that was over in the main building. So I don't know if you were ever really in that hall, but they had the computer no. lab on the oh, first floor of that. that shit. Yeah. Yep. I was like the opposite end from the recital hall. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking so about. So usually yeah. I would get done from that job and then go over and start setting up for the concerts that night. Right, right, right. Yeah, like I did tutoring there, which is kind of whatever. It's <laughs> like it wasn't like it was what I was doing anyway. So it's like I was mm. decent at theory and like I liked helping people out. So uh, Birch was like, you should tutor. And I was like, fine. And like half of the money I made there was, um, you remember the McGammon Labs? Oh yeah, yeah. So the people out there, McGammon is a software that we had to use. And we're and it's basically music theory, the most frustrating software. <laughs> yeah, it was use. made in like 1960 or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll say like, on. but it was super. Let's go with 1997. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with 97. And. Um, but it's just like, you know, they're training you how to learn music theory. Long story short, we won't get into it. But not, everybody hated not the game. I kind of, I don't know. I didn't mind it. But I busted mine out as soon as I could and I was done. But we had to do labs or students would sit. And it, because everyone hated doing the gamut, never got it done on time. They're like, we're going to make labs where you got to be there one of these days. And just sit mm. on your computer and fucking work on the gamut. I so, probably should have gone to those. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so, I would have had a better time. So I would, I tutored or like I, I watched over one of those, like every like Monday or something, I would go and do that. And literally all I'd do, because nobody ever wanted to ask questions, I'd just sit there and play piano with headphones on the whole time. And like mm -hmm. Birch would be there. He didn't care and shit. But it's like, yeah, once in a blue moon, someone would ask questions. I was like, free See, money. that must have yeah. just been your class because I had... The yeah. other other teachers for theory and oh yeah, so maybe Doctor Birch is like I'm making my fucking students do this because they never fucking do it, and then Schuster or somebody is like ah eh, whatever. <laughs> she would openly yeah. tell us, you're like you're supposed to be learning this, but we're not going to do it. Yeah, that's that drives me nuts. And then he would know. come in for a day and sub for our class, or we would do mm -hmm. like the join class together, and I'm like, wow, I feel pretty dumb that like yeah, we just did not know half the stuff we were supposed to know. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was the one that wrote the tests. Well, yeah, and he didn't fuck around. Like, and I loved Doctor Birch. Like, I mean, I was a big fan of him. Apparently, he was a fan of me too because he asked me to tutor. But yeah, he didn't take any shit. But he wasn't mean either. In my right, opinion. I mean, you just yeah. had to actively show, like, hey, look, I'm yeah. doing my work or trying to do it. Yeah, he seemed really reasonable. Right, and in his class, he cracked me up because I don't know what it is about college campuses. Everybody I've asked, they all do this. They put the hardest classes the earliest in the morning. And for us, mm -hmm. music theory is every day at nine in the morning, which is like the math of music, basically. And, you know, nine o'clock isn't really that bad. But for music kids, come on. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm waking up at 830. <laughs> yeah. Driving 10 minutes there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Spending another rough. 10 minutes to go get my yeah. coffee and my muffin. Yeah. But he used to crack me up because he would do like the Ben Stein thing where, you know, he'd be talking about subject and be like, you know, like just going on. They'd be like, okay. So if this is this chord, it's gonna go to, and like everyone would just be like, Ugh. and he'd be like, hello, hello, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just roast you, just like Ben Stein style, just totally deadpan. Yeah, yeah, and he'd be like, come on, people, but like he was like, like I said, he was cool too. He'd be like, hey, if you haven't turned in past homework, just fucking turn it in. He's like, I'll give you anything, just turn it in. I want you to know this yeah, shit. Yeah, music theory class was not something that you can just wake up and be like, all right, my brain is completely functioning yeah. and like. I'm able to think about this logically. Yeah, and the way it's not for me. It, I mean, the way I explain it to people too is like, you know, in high school you take algebra, then you take algebra two, then you take like trig or something, mm. and it all builds up on itself, right? So it's like, oh, you need to know algebra to know trig, you need to know trig to know calculus, blah blah yeah. blah. But with music theory, even if you're a pretty good musician, if you don't know that shit, it's totally foreign to you. And it's like a math class for music. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You can Dude, be yeah. a really good player at whatever your instrument is. But yeah. 
not really know like what's happening behind it. Yeah. And the craziest part is like the book he gave. It wasn't a book. It was like uh, just like a packet of papers he put in like a three ring binder. That's what he gave us. He's like, this is all music theory ever. And it was like maybe a half inch, probably less. Hmm. It's like, how is this so difficult? <laughs> it's like it's... how you put it together. And yeah. Yeah. It's like a logic puzzle. Yeah. So if you like problem solving and, and doing puzzles, you might like it. But Yeah, and not to jump too far ahead, but we're both music teachers nowadays. But it's one of those things where when you're learning it, you're like, this is infuriating. And then now that you kind of know it, you're talking to a student, you're like, okay, well, obviously, you know, this goes to that chord, blah, blah, blah. And you start going off and you can see their eyes start glazing yep. over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Sorry, we'll, we'll break this down a little more. I later. know, I it's find fun. myself with these 10-year-olds, I'm like, you don't need to know half this stuff and then i have yeah. to kind of walk it back i'm like yeah. let's let's get back to whatever song we were doing you don't need to know why this chord yeah just called that or or whatever hey everyone so uh apparently i had some technical issues with this podcast so the rest of the first half unfortunately got cut off so that warning i said at the beginning about being too much music talk well there you go it's pretty much all gone but with that being said, the second half is still there and we still got a good hour's worth of podcast. So it's all good. Just letting you all know it happened. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, round oh. two. Oh, yeah. Round two. Like we're saying earlier, when you teach a kid that, you know, you play that major seventh of flat five, it's just a diminish. And what's so hard about it? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Kids these days, man. Fucking. I don't know why they don't get that. <sighs> what are you going to do? do anyways we're back back to adventures and customer service and with that being said i promise you all we stopped talking about music <laughs> i didn't promise but i said it got a little long long-winded on the music nerd talk there but it's all right a couple of music nerds so if you don't like it get over it. it's my podcast <laughs> there you go <laughs> you'll like it there you go all three of you that are listening maybe <laughs> yeah i don't know it might be up that high right There's now more listeners than i have mm-hmm, exactly i'm like one of those on the podcast <laughs> that i don't have <laughs> yeah all right so what i want to really get into is um lately mm, how many years now two three years we've been doing photography yeah i started in 2018 okay so you would say that wasn't like your original forte you know you did music and stuff first so what kind of got you into it i guess is the real question um, well, I mean, I still teach. Yeah. Um, that's not my main job anymore. And when I was doing teaching is the main thing I played for a lot of musicals and stuff like that. Yeah. You guitar, did like the Green Day, the musical. Doing Green right? Day yeah. and Shrek and. Which we can go all about that if we want, but if we want, we'll say that Reefer for another. Madness <laughs> oh, was a yeah. fun one. There's a musical on Reefer Madness. That's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a good time. But what um, got you doing photography though? It was just an accident, really. I was yeah. actually on tour with one of my own bands mm. and had like an old camera I would use just to film myself playing guitar and stuff for yeah. Instagram cover videos. And Care to plug the band? Stuff real quick, like that. Not with them, um, that band actually doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and it had a terrible name. <laughs> okay, well, so, never mind. <laughs> not like bad or offensive. I, would, I just hated the name of it. It was like Pussy Slayer. Or no, something. It, was, it was called Sorry Mom. I kind of like that. It was like a pop punk band, you know? Yeah. They've been around. You guys are like Easy Core or something now. That you're... Um, <laughs> that's, or that's the band yeah. you're in now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Not, not so much the Easy Core, <laughs> yeah. which is like pop punk with breakdowns. But yeah. now we're like a, I don't know, I guess like a post hardcore band, I, I guess. Right. Anyways, no, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I said we're not going to do music anymore. I'm anyway. already, it's my fault. Yeah, go ahead. I was yeah. on tour with my own band yeah. and just kind of, I think it was the last day of the tour. I'm like, I'm just going to use this camera because I just brought it just so our friends could take pictures of us because we couldn't afford to pay anybody. Yeah. But we still needed things to post. Yep. So the last day I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this just to see. Because like back in college, we did like a fun thing with some friends where we would invite bands to my house. Right. And then film them playing songs live. Hell yeah, like basement shows or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And we did like, I think it was 52 or 53 of those in a year. That many? Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. All for free. We didn't make a single penny off of it. Yeah. But for the exposure. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was in school for music and audio stuff. We yeah. had friends that were in school for video stuff. You're in that scene, dude. So it's it was awesome. like, yeah. well, why don't we like put these together yeah so we did that for a year anyway getting sidetracked there 
And after I shot that first show, I kind of just realized, I'm like, I think I kind of, I kind of like this. This is fun. Yeah. Like this is something I can do. Obviously the first shots I took were terrible. Fucking garbage. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd look back at them sometimes. Of course, when you took them, you're like, these are awesome. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I learned what I was actually doing. Yeah. Um, during that time, I was working at Starbucks. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. No, That'd we be... skipped that entirely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I had to save up and actually buy some nicer equipment yeah. and kind of transition into it. But yeah, that's what I do, I guess, full time now, if you can call it that. I mean, I still teach, but most of my income is freelance work doing photo and video stuff. It's like contracting, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'll do the occasional corporate thing here and there, but it's mostly music-based, except for this year, obviously, pandemic, all that. So Yeah, you were talking about that before, because like I know um, a lot of your income, whether it's ideal or not, is wedding shit, because it's yes. not like you're like, I want to photograph weddings, but it's that's where the money that's, is. Weddings pay really good. Um, yeah, so you've I dare you a... to find a photographer or videographer that has not done at least a few weddings right. when they were first getting started. Yeah, so I know um, you, like a lot of people right now in the gig economy, you're probably hurting a little bit because... Um, at the beginning, yeah. yes, just because it was really unclear with unemployment and everything. What's going on, yeah. Being all on 1099s, no W-2s. It was a mess. Yeah. That got better and, you know, was able to get unemployment assistance. But now, though, you know, more work is starting to come in. More weddings are happening. Different types of jobs are popping up. That's good. Yeah. Definitely. I, I knew you were worried about the wedding scene kind of oh, dropping yeah. out. Like I said, hey, next year you're going to be doubled up. Say, you're next have more year's double so can, booked. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to hang in there, man. Yeah. But yeah, to answer your question, it was really just an accident. Yeah kind of just fell into it realizing like hey i'm kind of okay at this yeah and then met a few of the right people at the right time that kind of opened some doors Mm -hmm. so it was just a happy little accident yeah and it's funny how it just kind of snowballs too like you said you know you know you take the pictures but then you edit them and make them kind of this hyper real kind of look and you know it's as much as you hate to say it out loud, you know, you do things for the exposure and for free and then the work follows. Now, what you don't want is people hollering at you to do that for them. It's like, no. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I've turned down eh, three or four jobs, maybe. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, when you first start, it's like, I just need people to know this is what I do. Yeah. Since I'm not working for a company or anything, it's just... I said mostly working with bands, which fortunately, from being in some myself, I had a, a good couple of bands to start with. But yeah. you know, and then you go and do some portraits, and you know, everyone wants senior photos and their babies and and pets and things like that. So yeah, I think, I mean, most photographers are pretty specialized into what they do but when you first start it's just so new and exciting and you don't really know what you're doing so you'll just go shoot anything yeah well that makes sense because you're trying to like build your portfolio essentially and that's kind of what we're trying to do with the studio where it's like hey man i want to record a country album you got anything that you could show us like eh, not right now because <laughs> we right. haven't recorded any country bands so, so then you'll yeah. do one for free yeah. or for very cheap so then you can show the next person that asks that oh well actually yeah here's here's verifiable here's what we've done that i can do it and if you don't like that work then go somewhere else but i can at least be like oh we could but we don't have anything to show you like people yep. don't want to hear that so there is a certain degree of that where you do need to do things for like quote unquote exposure but like you said, you're doing it on your own terms, though. Yeah. yeah. So I've always kind of held that it's more important to build your connections and relationships rather than worrying about, I don't know, man, you're only paying 100 Like, yeah, I need 200 minimum or I'm not doing it. I'm like, well, will this get me the next job? Yep. Is that thinking forward? And we joked about this before, too. We're like, yeah, we both went to school for the same degree. And learned a lot, but the most valuable thing we got out of it is knowing other people in the same shit. Yeah. 
And that's this is networking. That's really what it's all about. And I mean, you can sit on yeah. YouTube or listen to podcasts, read books and whatever, but until you go out and do the thing, it's yep. you don't really know what you're getting into. Yeah, every, anyone can be an armchair expert. Right. <laughs> right. You gotta and, go out and, and do the thing. You always hear the whole fake it till you make it thing. There's a little bit of truth to There's that. some truth to that. Yeah. I've had some jobs where it's like Mm, I don't know if I can pull this off. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't tell them that, you know, the people well, that hired me until... <laughs> what I call it is, um, I didn't make this up, obviously, but the imposter syndrome. Yeah. So when I started teaching, even at the school, I was like, oh, shit, this is like legit. Like, I better know what I'm doing. And it's like, I don't know if I really belong here. Then like, after you get a month or two in, you're like, fuck it. I got Same it. thing. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yep. You you're go just in that first with the day camera and you're like, man, like, oh, yeah. I just graduated. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. And then you get nervous. I'm like, I remember going in <laughs> trying to get that job and it's like, all right, play this scale, play that scale. I'm like, oh shit. Well, I mean, I'm sure you had up to, and, when you started teaching too, or like maybe you lost a student or two and you take it really personally. Oh when yeah. You start, Cause you're like, maybe I pressured him too much. Maybe I did whatever. It's like, nah, some people just quit. And like you stop. Yep projecting it on yourself so much. So I imagine photography kind of works the same way. Where I don't know, like I doubt you've ever turned to photos and someone like, this is horse shit, this fucking um, sucks. Or I don't know, has that happened? Not that they've told me. <laughs> you just don't get a job next time. It's so, what really happened. If right? that has happened, then I don't know about it. Yeah, yeah, no one's made that known to me. Just a pro since day one, like me with podcasting. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, yeah. there are some times where it's like, okay, yeah. yep, I definitely could have planned ahead better or, but you oh, I, I should have thought of this thing. But yeah, it's one of those things, you know, I try to find something new to learn from it each time. It's like, all right, well, maybe I didn't do the best job ever, but I learned what to do next time or or what not to do. That is literally how you get better at every craft ever. Yeah. Ever meet anyone who's like, I've always been amazing. I'm like, well, first of all, you're lying. And right. second of all, you're probably not amazing. <laughs> like, you just right. think you're amazing. Because every time I record something or whatever, I'm like, this is what I could do better. And like I said earlier, if you're a true artist, you're not like, perfect, nailed it. Like, that yep. does not happen. <laughs> so oh, everything I do sucks. I think it all looks terrible and I hate it. Yeah. So you're saying you recently did one at the, um, did a photo shoot at Dayton Air Museum, right? Yeah, well, was for video. Um, for I was video. assisting for a team. Is for like oh, a, you say you did audio really on that one? Well, or how did that go? Sorry, it, it was for a video shoot yeah. for like a virtual event because of we're living in pandemic mm -hmm. times. So it would have been an in-person event. I took photos. Yeah, but I was actually hired just to run the audio for it for right. a video that they were making, which is going to be shown during this live stream event. That's fucking dope though. Cause you can be so, like, oh, like your name's on that shit, right? Yeah, I was at the Dayton Air Force Museum, which mm. is, you know, a stone's throw away from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah. So basically it's five giant hangars of any military plane you can fit. Right. Everything from like, you know, Wright Brothers stuff to futuristic like star wars looking stuff that where hey this is the only one of these that didn't crash right and so I, we have it in this museum and i would think a lot of you know, our listeners starting off would be ohioans and stuff so we know birthplace of aviation ohio yeah. that's why dayton's doing their thing i was yeah. a little upset though you're showing me those pictures of those planes and how you did them up i didn't see any with the hot bitches on the side and i know those are there they're there yeah <laughs> um i want to see betty boobs on the fucking side, side of a plane that was that was actually funny you mentioned that because we were doing this one yeah. um they were doing like a, a discussion panel in front yeah. of one and there was like a pinup. Yeah, pinup girls. That's exactly it. what they were. On, yeah. It wasn't the one that was on the plane. The plane's yeah. in the background, but there was yeah. like this big wall behind it that had the artwork. And, you know, there's like this like butt right here. <laughs> yeah. And the director who worked for the Air Force people yeah. was like, they just really did not like that that butt was like behind the right. person's <laughs> head. Because <laughs> yeah. it kind of looked like they were like, you know, about to kiss that ass. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're going to take a bite out of her butt. Yeah, that apple bottom. We got to take so, a bite, baby. So, yeah. you know, we had to shuffle around that, but... Yeah, that's funny. Hey, man, that's history. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I mean, they used to draw pinups on planes. Yeah, dude, I love that shit. But, so, I, um, we'd argue that now the majority of what you shoot is weddings, or no? 
It depends on what year we're talking about. Okay. This year has been weird just because again, pandemic we're and in all a pandemic. That shit. So, so people are canceling weddings. And like I said, next year hopefully you're getting doubled up and you're but more yeah, the majority of what I do is concert photography and videography. Okay. And weddings. Cool. So maybe we'll um after the podcast we can maybe post some shit up and so people can check out what you've been doing. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, normally I don't do plugs at the end. We're not at the end yet. But you actually have something to plug. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> so yeah. we'll wait till the end and we'll plug all your we'll shit. We'll save it till the end. If we forget, I'll do it in the post. But uh, what I wanted to talk about a little bit, since, you know, this is a little more customer service focused, is, you know, the trials and tribulations you face, is particularly at weddings. Because, you know, obviously concerts, you got to get through the crowd and stuff, and people mm. can imagine that. But weddings... There might be some things people expect and some things people don't expect. So yeah, how's that usually um, go down? You show up early. They're kind of high pressure. You wouldn't really yeah. think that they would be. I well, I mean, bridezilla. This is my perfect day. You got to get it right. I can see, but you probably don't really talk to the bride either, though. So yes and no. Yeah, um, no. So okay. I don't really book them on my own. I shoot for a company. Right. right so right. they do all the the planning and in you just show up from eight to. Whatever I show yeah. up that day, mm, yeah. spend the whole day with a bunch of strangers, pretending like we've been best friends for years, <laughs> yeah. and then I leave, turn over my memory card, and then a couple of weeks or a month later, however long, you see this beautiful wedding video. Cool. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, it is kind of high stress, though, because it's like things only happen once if it's like during the ceremony, during the photo shoots and all that, you know. But during you ceremony, yes, yeah, you stuff, don't get that kiss. Like you may now kiss the bride. If you miss that, you're if you fucked, miss that, then right? yeah, yeah, there's no recreating that. You can't be like, hold on, everybody stop. We <laughs> need to do that again, everybody. I missed the shot. Please do your now second kiss, but let's pretend it's your first one. Dude, I would love to see that. Though. Except for this past weekend, there were two ceremonies. Yeah. So I I did get two chances to get it. Oh, dude, that's not a bad point. Because usually, I know when my sister got married, we all did like the whole rehearsal the night before. Then you go out to dinner. Then the next day is a real wedding. See, I'm not there for any of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess because you're not in the family. So, you know, if you're like the your sister's getting married or whatever, you can be like, okay, I'll do this for safety. And mm -hmm. then if I don't get it the next day, we're good. No one's going to know. But right. you don't get that option. So yes. You literally have to take a once in a lifetime photo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that yes. is stressful, man. Like to me, but like you said, you're, you've done enough times now that you're a little more comfortable with it. But the first time I'm sure you're fucking like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I but mean, like, they're, they're more or less kind of rinse and repeat. Yeah. You have like the same, well, I guess it depends on what religion your ceremony is. True. Sometimes I'm, what really gets me is, is the ones that aren't very religious ceremonies okay. and it's just like in a backyard. Yeah. So sometimes wedding was. <laughs> the actual yeah. ceremony itself is like 10 minutes. Yep. So they're talking, they're talking. Okay, cool. Kiss. And you're like, huh? What? Already? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely have missed it before on some of those, which is why you send two people. Uh, so that's why okay. you have a second shooter. But second shooter. Because you know, like some JFK big, shit. Right? <laughs> No, that's smart though. Like, because as much as I trust you, Doc, you might fucking. You just, can only be uh, in one place. Yeah, and they're gonna get different angles, and yeah, and like I said, you're used to a rhythm of a certain thing. You know, so you're like, I'm getting the crowd. You may not. What? Like, yeah, it's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah sometimes, so. like I said, especially the ones that are less traditional, the ceremonies yeah. are super short. Right. So sometimes, you know, you you zone out for a second, and then it's over. Yeah, I could see that. Cause like so, I said, my cousin's wedding was like that. And uh, it was like, bing, bang, boom. You may, you know, then they kiss the bride, then they leave and they played highway to hell. All right, let's go get drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but if you're doing yeah. a Catholic ceremony in a yeah. church, which is 90% of the ones we do, it's yeah. like, okay, it's getting to about the 50 minute mark. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. They're, you know. It's got to happen. You know yeah. what to expect. Yeah, yeah, and you're sitting there camping out waiting. Mm -hmm. So I, I imagine that you get the family's amateur photographer just kind of bumping in the Uncle Bob or whatever once in a while. And you got to deal with it. Always. Yeah. yeah. Um, just with social media and everything, everyone's yeah. doing their Snapchat stories and Instagram. And yeah, it's got to be worse. You, you always have ever. the old yeah. uncle that shows up with like yeah. probably the first digital camera ever made. 
<laughs> and you're not really sure if they know how to use it or not, right. but they're always in your way. Right. So how aggressive do you got to get with these people? Like, do you literally like just kind of shoulder in front of them or you just tap them on the shoulder? Again, um, you know, you have seconds, right? It depends on what's happening. Uh, yeah. Like sometimes, yeah, I'll shoulder my way through if I have to. Like I can right. apologize later, but yeah, if I don't get the shot, then I don't have the shot. Right. You know? And if that's going to be your head on a plate. So and I, it's like, yeah. I know how much the company is, is getting paid for me to be there. So it's yeah. like- if I miss it, then yeah, it's like you have to get the show. Well, it makes you laugh because you're, you know, your day is shooting metal shows. You got plenty of practice. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Honestly, shooting <laughs> weddings and shooting concerts are kind of yeah. similar because really you're always just kind of yeah. looking around, just waiting, like who's going to do something and when's something exciting going to happen? Because, you know, the ceremonies yeah. and stuff, it's more or less the same thing each time in a different place. Yeah. But like during the dances and stuff, it's like you never know when like grandma or grandpa is going to come out onto the floor and start yeah, busting start a move. Cutting a rug. Yeah. So it's like, dude, if, if, you know, they're really getting down and you don't get, you know, you don't see it. Yeah. You know, if you're focused on one thing and then something else that's more exciting is happening over here. Yeah. So you don't want one of those moments where it's like, hey, remember when grandma and grandpa fucking went out and did this and there's no pictures of it. And that's right. on you. Yeah. And, you know, there's also that photographer instinct, too, that just reminded me of where I went to a 4th of July party and my friend Stifler um, was a photographer and, you know, he had his camera there because that's what, you know, <laughs> those people yeah. do. Hey, I'm going to the party. I'll just bring my camera. And uh, the, my other friend, they buy like hundreds of dollars of fireworks a year and do their own thing, you know, mm -hmm. and one of like the things tipped over and was shooting at everybody and everyone was oh, like ah, like running away and he's just standing there say, taking yeah. pictures of like bottle rockets shooting at him like this is an amazing shot right? you can see him like Boo! like passive he's not even like, you're this gonna want to remember that yeah and he's just like man i got some great shots it's like he could have got there's like a 50 percent chance he's gonna take a mortar to the chest and he's just like oh this is a great picture opportunity <laughs> yeah <laughs> <So> sometimes <laughs> yeah sometimes at concerts and at weddings yeah and like even like talking to him afterwards i'd be like man that was like crazy you're like in danger he'd be like oh oh yeah i guess i was <laughs> a little bit a reasonable like, he didn't really amount. even think about it he's just like i just thought it was a great shot and i was like right you show me the pictures like they're great shots you're not wrong but it's like yeah that instinct of overriding that animalistic yeah mm -hmm. so what your shirt gets a couple holes but in yeah, it. yeah i mean you'll have people like sticking their phone out in the aisle when oh, you're like set up right in the middle and it's yeah. like man i don't really want to be this guy but if i have to walk up and be like hey man yeah put it away like yeah because it's not like you're setting up like a steady cam like on a v you know like cassette recorder it's like you got like the whole thing yeah i mean you've got yeah. stationary so i guess i should clarify i'm usually doing videos not photos yeah for, for the weddings. weddings yeah so i typically will have you know a, a safe backup shot while i'm moving around throughout yeah. you know up and down both sides as well as just the camera on a tripod in the back in case everything goes terribly wrong uh, that's pretty smart so. <laughs> yeah yeah you don't want things to fucking yeah oh my camera took a shit now we have nothing you, right. you know yeah because again know. it's like well yeah. we can't stage this day again just for the video yeah. so if i don't get it then i don't have it speaking of which we're not recording right now this is all just practice so. ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know but i worry about that sometimes too it's a computer you can probably see it i can't from where we're sitting in the studio but the screen goes black and you're like yeah. i really hope it's still doing you know i've been there i've been there <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh yeah. shit i didn't hit the record button man that would have looked cool had i hit record before we did this yeah, uh, it's happened it's but that's happened. how you learn. And it goes back to that thing we we're saying before. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm always perfect. You get the, fuck you. Like, no, you, that's how you learn is when you go, this is an amazing shot. Then you go, didn't record. Right. I will never do that again. Said yeah. it looked great to me. <laughs> and of course there, I'm not going to tell anyone. You're telling the bride, listen, it looked great when I did it. <laughs> I just can't show you. It's, I swear yeah. it looked great. That don't be shit. <laughs> I mean, I might yes. tell the other guy I'm shooting with, I'm like, Dude, I didn't hit record on that one. <laughs> yeah. I hope you got something good. Yeah, please tell me you feel Obviously, that. for like the yeah. ceremony and stuff, you know. You're, you're checking and double checking oh, fresh yeah. batteries. Fucking but if whatever you're just you're out do. like walking around doing all the photo yeah. shoot stuff, it's like, yep, okay. I've had some shots where it's like, it would have looked cool. 
Yeah. If I hit record See, first. If it's me, I have my iPhone be like, I'm on like 5% kiss already. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah, yeah. That happens. Please, like, please. I don't that happened. To... Dude, yeah. that happened to me twice this past weekend. Where you don't want to cut and put it in any, like whatever because it'll ruin everything. Yeah. I actually, I had to sprint. <laughs> They yeah. probably all looked at me like I was an idiot. You know, I'm out there like running full. <laughs> yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. The first time was to get, um, to go get a battery. Cause I'm like, yeah. oh dude, they're about to cut the cake in like 30 seconds. And my battery lights flashing. I'm like, yeah, I can't miss this. It's only going to happen once. Yeah. And then the second time, I think it was during the, the dances memory card filled up and I didn't have a second one in, which is. I should have known better, but like, I guess I'm going to do yeah, my, my forest gump it yeah. back to the other room, grab a memory card, throw it in real quick. But guess but, what? That's the last time you won't have another memory card in your back pocket, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's well, how it works. During a ceremony, during the first year I was <laughs> yeah. doing it, I learned, okay, so that's why you always keep a pocket battery. Oh, yeah. So that way you can miss 10 seconds and. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're 100% sure you charged that battery last night. Take another one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, charge shit. your stuff the night before. Yeah. Format your memory cards ahead of time. Right, 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 right. All things that you learn because of near catastrophic events. Yeah. So it's definitely, there's a lot more pressure to that live situation, we'd say, where you're, it's not like, okay, everybody back to positions. Let's do it again. You can't do that. So that's the magic nope. of the studio. This is our third run through the podcast. The first two just fell apart. And no apart. one will ever know. No one's ever going to know. Uh, racist, uh, Nate said a bunch of racist shit earlier. I had to cut it. <laughs> so you're trying to cancel me. You invited me here to get me canceled. No, I don't want you to be canceled. That's why I cut it out. You got to knock that shit off, Nate. You can't be saying that thing. But uh, <laughs> no, but what, for real, though, it's like... Um, you know, we get people that do a take and we go, hey, you want to listen to it back? And they're like, yeah. And I call it studio shock where they hear it back. is like, oh, I thought I was good. And maybe well, let's do it one more time. And, you know, you can't mm -hmm. tell someone that sucked. We got to do it again and again and again. Yeah, because then you're just yeah. going to completely kill yeah, the mood. But and for us, we have that magic of the studio where it's like, hey, the verse is really good. You're just a little pitchy on the chorus. You want to do the chorus again? Even then, we don't even say that because that's implying that you did something wrong. People don't like that, especially singers. They got fragile. Right. Like, yeah. hey, let's just let's just do it again. If anything, we're just like uh, something weird happened on the chorus. Can we just run it one more time? Or that, that was great, but we can probably make it greater. Yeah. And then we got autocorrect and all that shit, too. But you don't have those opportunities. And that, that's definitely one of those no. things where, like you said, when you first started off, you know, your first two weddings, you're like, oh, fuck, I really hope I don't mess this up. And now you're yeah. just like, well, I know what I'm doing. And somebody put their phone in front of my camera. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, you just kind of know how to compensate uh, yeah. for that you stuff. Yeah, you can. And, you know, it happens. Even, even when they make announcements before the ceremony starts, Yeah, put your phone away. Uh, there's at least one guy that's going to get up and walk halfway down the aisle and do it right. and completely block my shot. So what's well, like the worst thing you've ever the nice thing now is I'm wearing a mask so I can just curse them out and they'll never <laughs> know. Yeah. Do you have like any particular horror stories like the worst thing that's happened during your photo shoot? I mean, I've shown up at people's houses before for the video for like the getting ready and they're like, oh, we forgot that we hired a video yeah, people like, for this i'm like well that's a great start to my day i'm here <laughs> so you can't even ask like well what do you have in mind well nothing because it's, it's 9 a.m i'm at your door like yeah. uh you're gonna let me in yeah who the fuck are um, you i'm the guy at the camera <laughs> nothing super yeah. catastrophic that's probably a good thing though yeah. yeah now my next one is gonna be terrible yeah yeah probably maybe you're cursed do you think i think so because we're talking about how good things have been now i'm gonna crash one it. Hey, you're cashing it, man. That's a great cool. angle. <laughs> hey, next one I'm doing this Friday. Uh, yeah, come, come, hang out. Nah, um, we do um switch gears a little bit, still photography, but you do like uh, drone shots now too, right? Yeah, so that's more like real estate kind of things. Well, we use the drones for the weddings too. Yeah. the company has like two different packages. One has drones, one doesn't. Yeah, dude, that's so fucking cool. It so is. Cool. You get to actually operate the drone and like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's one of those things. Like, did you think five years ago you'd be flying a drone around? No, like, not at all. No. Yeah. And I mean, so at that cool. point, 
they weren't really that available. Yeah. Unless you're like, you know, that was like a company purchase because they were still like the big, um, like DJI is the company, like the main drone company. Okay. And they had the big white ones that they called the Phantoms that were probably like, God, I don't know, probably like three to 5,000 back then. So unless you're like a real enthusiast, you're not. Yeah. So, but now they've come down in price a lot. I mean, I think the cheapest one that's like not a toy that you can get is probably like 400 bucks. Wow. That's cheap for Mm -hmm. something that you consider like commercial. Right. Well, it's not good, but it's, you could. I don't know if I would call that quite commercial or not, but I mean, you can get the one I have. Semi-pro. Maybe like for no. 400, no, you're still looking at like a thousand and up for okay, something okay, that okay, you would okay. actually want to use a wet yeah. at a wedding. I mean, if you're just on vacation and you're making like a video for your family or stuff, yeah, yeah get the little whatever. $400 drone and throw it in your bag, that's fine. Yeah, but no, I never really pictured that I would be flying drones or working at weddings. It's actually kind of funny how the wedding thing started. Yeah, that was an accident as well. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, you wouldn't probably wouldn't have gotten the wedding gigs if you hadn't gotten that exposure in the first place, right? No. Um, And it's funny how I got that because I showed up to my own band's show yet again with the camera and um, just we had this band friend, his name's Mark, and he's like, hey, what are you doing on Saturday? Yeah. Oh, cool. I own a company that does wedding videos. Do you want to do a wedding video? Yeah. I'm like, dude, you know, I've never shot video in my life, right? I've only had this camera for like a month. He's like, yeah, whatever. We'll teach you. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Dude, and that's that goes to speak with, hey, even if you're not totally comfortable with a job or something, if you believe in yourself and you know you got these chops, fake it till you make it, unless you know you're really totally a fraudster, you know, and then even though yep. some of those people make it. You know, so believe in yourself, do these things. And the biggest thing we talked about earlier is if you're somebody who's working in the arts or doing something that's a little less, you know, retail and stuff like that, put yourself out there and put in the work. Because even if you're not necessarily getting paid or you're not the best, if people see you everywhere, man, Nate's at this show, Nate's at that show, Nate's at that show. Man, it seems like you're doing a lot of this work. How about you try this? And that's really yeah. how you get it. And I've talked before, I would not be teaching music at the school if it wasn't for you. Because I applied there and they had the application and they're like, anybody know this guy? And you're like, yeah, I know this guy. He's legit. And that's right. kind of how him. he'll do good, good work for you. Yeah. And that's fucking how Matt's there. Cause like Matt got hired and they're like, I was like, I know Matt. And I was like, he's fucking legit. Keep him on. It's, you know, it's, it really goes a long way to not be an asshole yeah. <laughs> and to be semi-competent. Again, if you're the best photographer in the world and everyone says, Nate's a fucking dick, you don't want to work with him. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I guess it ventures off a little bit of customer service, but not really because you're still serving people and doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's it's still a very person-related yeah. thing because it's like if I'm just a jerk to the bride the whole day, she's probably not gonna if you're the guy you're like turn to the left turn to the left just a little to the left you know what i mean like stuff yeah, like hey that. make your face look better like yeah yeah she's probably not gonna be too happy they're with gonna me. remember that guy who kept yelling at her and taking right. photos but you if know? you're just like having fun you know yeah. making jokes like yeah you still need to do a good job but yeah it's you want them to remember like oh yeah that was fun we liked working with so him here's a question i like asking a lot of people about especially people who have had a past in customer service who are doing something that's a little different now. So you're a little more in the arts, but it is a customer service base as well. Do you think the skills you learned working with customers in the past have transferred to your skills today? So you've worked at Starbucks, you've done Indirectly, more. yeah. You've learned that someone's a dumbass, you can't just explode on them. You yeah, know. so yeah. patience. Patience yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the times, like, People will hire you to do something, not necessarily the wedding, because we have a web, like they know what they're going to get. That's a whole, like they get this package and yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But in general, it's like a lot of people will hire you, say they're like a small business owner or something, and they might not know exactly what they want. Yeah. Or they will know what they want, and then you have to convince them that their idea sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. But like without making them angry so you can't use those words so you have to be like all right well i see what you're thinking 
have you thought about doing it this way? Yeah, are you like that's a great idea, but I was thinking if we you know did this and that and the other, it could really pop and then yeah. get them on your side, you know. So that's a skill you've learned so over time, right? A lot of it, yeah, just yeah. kind of wording things because it's like yeah. you know, I mean, working at Starbucks, it's like, you know, that's that can be a nightmare depending on who the customer is, but some people are just like downright rude, you know, yeah. yelling at the kid across the counter. And it's like, all right, well, you know, I have to keep my composure because my manager's right here. So like, well, that, and if you let every asshole get to you, you lose your fucking mind. It's yeah. like, just because you're being a dick doesn't mean I have to. And sometimes when you're not being a dick back, it makes them even more angry, which kind of makes me laugh. But yeah, I always <laughs> thought that one was funny. It's like, why aren't you mad? I'm yelling. You should be yelling. No, because you're mad. I should feel the same way as you. And a lot of people try to do that where I, if you, you know, same with road rage, you see somebody yelling at you. My favorite thing is somebody yells at me. Smile and wave. It, I don't even do that. I just look forward and go, mm, 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 and yeah. like bob my head to the music. Like, yeah. Like, listen to Miley Cyrus living the time of my life, bro. Right. It's like your emotions don't, don't let them get to you. Yeah. Just because you're mad doesn't mean I have to feel that same way. But there is that human thing where that wavelength hits your brain. And then your brain wants to match that wavelength, mm. you know, that high I mean, frequency of energy. Working at Starbucks, I would, I would kind of, I would kind mm -hmm. of give it back to them a little bit, but because you can get away with it in a bit. subtle way yeah. to where they usually didn't even know that I was mocking them or making fun of them. Yeah, well, that's part of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, they don't know it, but we're all laughing at you over our headsets that we have on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'm yeah. in the back, like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, I guess what I just said. I can't yeah, think of anything yeah. right offhand, but it's like, yeah. you know, everyone's, you know. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's really easy to another thing I bring up a lot is, um, you know, you can have 10 great experiences doing your photo shoot or something. But then you have one bad experience that really sticks in your brain. They're going to remember the bad one. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it. It's like that's human nature to really focus on this negative and be like, oh this guy just pissed me off my day is ruined it's like man you just had 10 people you talked to before them that were cool as shit right it's like it's just that human nature you know to nine times out of ten the tiger isn't in the bushes but the one time it is it's gonna get you so you should yep. always be aware of that yep. tiger a it's, lot of it yeah. too is just kind of just saying yes to things yep. even though it's like well this technically isn't my job you know i'm doing like say at starbucks you know yeah. since there's clearly defined roles it's like well you know i've got enough of my work done yeah i can sub over and help you finish up this task real quick before it gets right. busy again unless you're a total or, dickhead like that's not my job and then right? everyone hates you and yeah. it's like it's uh, who's that help yep you know and it's like that's the thing that's most infuriating when you meet people like that you're like dude you're a fucking asshole so like at weddings like, yeah. and stuff it's like yeah. oh can you know hey can i grab you some waters oh let me carry this yeah. for you or, you know, go and hold the door or, or, or whatever little whatever. incidental thing might come up. It's like, well, that doesn't involve me pointing a camera, so I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, you can you know be I mean? that asshole. That's like, hey, remember that asshole cameraman? And yeah. it's like, yeah, what's the point? What did that accomplish? You know what I but mean? But if you go out of yeah. your way to be nice to people, then they're like, oh, yeah, he was nice. And then, yeah. Yeah, so that's like a big thing. They're, they're, they're more willing to work with you. and Yeah, and everybody has bad days. Everybody has a breaking point. Sometimes their breaking point is when they meet you. And <laughs> it's like you didn't even do anything wrong. They're just, that's the straw that broke the kid's right, back, yep. right? So you don't know that. So the best thing you can do is say, hey, I'm not going to get affected that way by it. It's just something that happened. Who knows what this guy's going through? I'm just going to keep doing my job. And it's, it's, it's yeah. sometimes easier than others. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you there have been weddings that I've left just like. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. just frazzled, <laughs> just being like, damn, that was so stressful. That was brutal, and it didn't have to be. Like, right. You and know what like, I mean? Yeah. It's and just, usually it's just like a miscommunication exactly. or something. That's it's like, not like this guy fucking sucks. It's just something happened, and I thought something else was going to happen. Yep. Classic Bridezilla shit. Like or, we said you know, sometimes you don't get the right address from people. Yeah. And then you got to show up. You can't be like, what the fuck? 
And then you're like, you yeah, well, like, I'm, I'm half an hour late because you guys didn't tell me that you were going yeah. to this place to do the photo shoot before you go to the reception. But you and can't really say that, though. You guys could be like, oh, it's like, or do you say that? Because I say for me, I'm like, oh, it's just a miscommunication. I thought we we're going to be here or there. You can't blame anybody. No, here, right? you definitely can't blame the person that's, yeah. that's hiring you. It's yeah. like, well, you didn't give me enough information. Yeah. So, I mean... It's your fault. It's my fault for away. not getting, uh, asking enough questions, I guess. Yeah, it's just you try to not assign blame to anybody, including yourself. Or it's just like, hey, just right. miscommunication. You know, I, I was told that's supposed to be here instead of there. It's whatever. I'm here now. Cool. And then Let's sometimes yeah. for all I know, you know, maybe the schedule changed and the information just didn't get to me. Who fucking knows? And then you say, at the end of the day, I'm here now. Let's right? do this thing. Yep. What can we do right now? Yep. We can like point yep. fingers, but it's like we can't time travel back to an hour ago and do. Yeah, we're here now. Not an hour so. ago. So what do you want to do? You, right. you know, in the least dickhead way possible, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. And I hope that there's people because there's some people that do lose touch with when they deal with people that work in a service or whatever. And it's like, man, this guy's just trying to do his job. He wasn't like, I, you know, really piss him off if I show up a half hour. Right. Like, like you know what I mean? That's, That's what so, I want. I want them to be mad at me for the rest to, of this 12 hour day. <laughs> yeah. I want yeah. to jeopardize my job over the No, it's no. like, yeah, you're not going to last in a job doing that. So it cuts I want to leave ways. knowing it's like, all right, cool. I, I did everything I get. I did yeah, to, you're going to, a job, to like, ensure that their day went as smoothly as possible. Exactly. You never show up like, man, I'm going to do a real shitty job today. One, just because that's yeah. like the sensible, normal thing to do. Two, yeah. it's like, okay, well, I want them to tell their friends like, hey, hire this company. They were really nice and did really good. Yeah, that's the thing. Big picture, all that. And again, you're not an asshole. <laughs> so it's like, you don't want to. I try. You're not. Like I said, sometimes at these weddings, it's like sometimes you really have to bite yeah. your tongue, but it's like, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've known you and... long enough. I know you're a good guy, and you're not like that. You're not going to put... I wouldn't be talking to you right now if you're the kind of guy who's pushing buttons Fair. for the sake of pushing buttons Fair. and shit. I do not have patience for that. No. And I will cut you out immediately. Especially if I'm fucking... getting paid to do something. Yeah, like yeah, fuck all that. So... Sweatings are expensive too, and it's... This is a lot of pressure. Yeah. And especially, it's, you know, the amount of stress... Yeah. On on that day already is like, yeah, let me take some of that away and not add any more. To Last thing it. you want to worry about is that dickhead with the camera. You want to be the invisible right. guy who's doing what he needs to do. Yeah. yeah. So with all that being said, we're going to wrap it up, man. Um, do you have any last words of encouragement or anything for anybody listening out there, especially in the arts with what you do? Uh, yeah, just keep keep doing it. If you don't love like, what you're doing, then you probably shouldn't be doing it, right? First of all, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like if it makes you happy, even if you don't think that you're you're the best at it, or you know, you don't necessarily have to make a full time career out of every hobby. Yeah, which is something that I've kind of struggled with too, because it's yeah. like if I'm teaching, I have to be the best possible teacher. If right. I'm out you know, filming or photographing stuff. It's like, these have to be the best ever. And it's like, well, you have to get over that kind of quickly. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or you have to accept that you're not the best whatever in the world, but you also need to accept by accepting that, that you're also not inadequate. Yeah, you can definitely I mean, do what you're doing. I try to find, yeah. even now when, yeah. when I'm pretty comfortable in most situations, I'm still trying to find one thing each time to, it's like, all right, well, how can I improve? Yeah. Still. Yeah. You know, whether constant? it's actually the day of or planning ahead and just having a good like mental image of what I want to get. Yeah. Um, just, you know, putting the thought into all the extra details. Having that drive, basically, where you don't want to just show up and do the job. You want to do the best job you can. And like yeah. I said, if that's not the greatest in the world, that's fine. But you know, you have this vision and you know, this is something you can do and can do better and better and better. Yeah. Right? And I mean, all the stereotypical sayings you've heard are very true. <laughs> They're stereotypes. Are Fake it yeah. till you make it. That's, yeah. yep. That's real. If you're freelancing, you'll probably get a job that you don't feel like you're qualified for. And then yeah. you show up the day of, and then you leave and you're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. I can do this now. Exactly. Yeah. So just... Sounds corny, but just believe in yourself, people. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. It sounds corny, but it's like, you get a gig that you're like, I don't know if I could do this. Guess what? That's the fire you need to make sure you can do it. Even if you are stressed, yeah. 
try to not show it. Yeah, because I'm the same kind of guy. Like, I need a fucking fire under my ass. Like, in two weeks, you got to do this thing. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you do it. And you're like, holy shit, I did it. Like, like, it feels good. Yeah. For example, there was one day where I showed up to do the wedding. And I'm like, I left all my memory cards at home. Fuck. Yeah. Did I tell them that? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. I went, uh, let, I need to run out to the car and grab something. So yeah. eventually I found, you know, a spare, like in another yeah. bag. I'm like, this will last me until we leave here. So I can stop at the store on the way to the next, like on the way to the church or whatever yeah. to pick up another one. Yeah. So that teaches you to learn from your mistakes. And if yeah. you don't think you're going to make mistakes and you're a fucking idiot, you're going to make them. <laughs> and uh, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And you that's can't you plan learn. for them, but you can yeah. learn from them. Right. Yeah. Uh, so always carry a pocket battery. Yeah. Just always have extra shit and be ready for anything. And like I said, just, you just, think just be a nice person and a pleasant person to be around and work with. Yeah. Be a good dude. Be prepared. And if you're not, then you'll learn for next time to be prepared and, you know, just do the damn thing. And if you're not happy with the results, well, now you know what you did wrong and exactly. improve it for next time. That's basically a lot of what these artistic endeavors are. So unless you got anything else to say, we're going to wrap it up, my dude. Yeah, I think that'll do it. All right. We're wrapping up Adventures of Customer Service episode six, I think. It doesn't really Let's matter. Let's go with six. Sure, six. It's six now unless I bump it down. <laughs> but all right, we're out of here. Say bye, Nate. See ya. See ya. Hey, everybody. And thanks for listening to the episode. I want to apologize again for the technical issues there. Kind of cut out some stuff, but it's all right. Um, what I want to do though, which I normally don't do at the end is actually do a plug and that's for Nathan because he actually does some really kick-ass photography. So if you want to see some cool pictures of some of the metal shows he's done and just bands in general, and again, he's doing all the wedding stuff too. And Hey, maybe you've been interested in hiring him to do some of your own stuff. You can go check him out. Uh, he's got his own website, NathanRogersPhoto.com, spelled pretty much how you think, Nathan N-A-T-H-A-N, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. There's no D, R-O-G-E-R-S, photo.com. Then you can also check him out, Nathan Rogers, on Instagram. Again, lots of cool stuff up there. Give him a look and uh, let him know we sent you. With that being said, if you want to do any podcast yourself or record some music, you can check us out at promwaystudios.com. We do all sorts of stuff there, and that's about it. So I'm signing out. Until next week, stay safe, everybody. Bye.